Hi ladies, welcome back to another episode of the Her Revival podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hager, and today I am going to do a little Q&A with you guys. I asked you guys over on my Instagram, at Lauren Hager, what do you want to know? What can I answer for you on the podcast? And I got so many questions. I'm going to answer a few of them today, just so I don't go too over on time. So let's dive in. So the first question I have here is, what are your top tips for someone who's just starting to eat healthy and doesn't know where to start? So I love this question because I feel like there's no one size fits all for healthy eating. I know for me, what's worked best is still having all the food groups, not being super restricted and really finding things that I loved to eat that I could spin in a healthy way so that I could continue eating them and my family could continue eating them. I think that made the transition so much easier as we were starting to have healthier foods swapping out all of our white carbs for whole grain, swapping out regular potatoes for golden sweet potatoes, you know, brown rice instead of white rice. Those little changes make a huge difference. And finding those really yummy recipes that are approved for whatever plan you're following. A lot of my girls follow our meal plan, which isn't anything crazy or restrictive. It's just clean eating and teaching you the right portions for your goals. It's specific to you. And I find that with finding those yummy swaps like for taco night and you know baked a lot of baked casseroles and hot dishes and stuff for the winter you know still having those yummy barbecue foods over the summer like finding things so that you can still enjoy life and live life because you don't ever like my number one thing is that if you are feeling restricted with healthy eating you are following a diet and diets are not long-term diets cannot be sustained over time. And I think that it's really important that we remember that it's not about perfection or like super clean, only eating kale and boiled eggs. Like you can have yummy foods. In fact, you should. It's just figuring out how to make those healthy for you and your family. So finding healthy swaps for sure is my number one tip. Number two, if you're just starting out and you're following a plan, keep it super simple. Do not try to cook a fresh dinner every single night. Do not feel like you have to make a special lunch every single day. Like keep it really simple. Use similar ingredients in your stuff. So we do a lot of taco, either taco bowls, we do like soft taco night, taco salads, or you could use multiple recipes throughout the week that use chicken. So you're only prepping one one or two kind of meats every week instead of you know multiple and i think that really helps alleviate the stress in meal prepping on sundays so aside from keeping it really simple i also have a routine on sundays where i meal prep what i'm going to eat for the week and i don't necessarily cook everything you know on sunday and eat it throughout the week because i do like to have fresh stuff like veggies and meats certain nights depending on what our foods are but I always for sure have a plan and I have stuff prepped as much as I can if not fully cooked so that during the week things are easy and seamless and I can just grab and go and that goes all the way down to like my snacks I put my snacks in Ziploc baggies or containers so that I have them ready to go when life gets crazy because it does and I'm on the go a lot with both my kids so having simple easy snacks that I know are guilt-free for me and that like nourish my body and will give me what I need for that time of the day has really, really been huge for me as well. Um, And just getting creative and having fun with it. Once you get the hang of things, once you've done a week or two and you feel like you got the hang of things, have fun with it. Get creative, try new recipes, but just make sure that whatever you're doing, you enjoy it and that you aren't, you know, not only 
Is it like fueling your body and nourishing your body, which is really important, but make sure that it, you're not like looking at it from a place of like lack or hate, like, ugh, I have to go eat my salad. Like find stuff that you're excited to heat up for lunch because you're starving and you want to have a good meal. You know what I mean? Don't, if, when we come from that place of like, oh God, I have to eat healthy, you know, like you're not going to ever enjoy it. And that's not anything that's ever going to last or be sustainable for you in your life. So I think that's a really, really important thing to remember. So keeping it simple, finding foods that you love and having fun with it, playing around with recipes, you know, having a plan ahead of time, writing out what you're going to eat for the week and having everything planned out so that you feel prepared. That's probably been my number one like success in being able to follow healthy eating for over four years. Okay, so next question is how do you balance self-care as a mama without letting guilt consume you? So I love this question. First of all, if you have not listened to my self-care isn't selfish episode, go listen to that. That is like my mantra to myself every single day because I know how hard it can be. I really, really do. I'm a mom of two. I'm in a really busy season. My son's in first grade. My daughter's two. Like speaks for itself. Like it's crazy town around here. But what I find is that if I don't show up for myself first, I am not my best for them, for my loved ones. And that's not even, not even just as like a parent, but as a wife and as a coach and as a friend and as a daughter, like I am not my best self for all these other, other roles that I fill if I don't show up for myself first. And I think that like mom guilt is something, you know, that term kind of floats around and, and I get it. I really do. But one, you have to remember that you're not going to show up as your best self for the people that you love if you're not showing up for yourself first. And two, I want my kids to see someone that takes care of themselves. I don't want my kids to see someone that's constantly serving and slaving over everyone else and not paying attention to their own needs because that is how they are going to grow up and treat themselves. And I do not want that for them, for my son or my daughter. I want them to see what it looks like to be healthy inside and out, to take care of yourself, to put your needs first, to set boundaries and do all those things. It's okay to say no to other things if you need a minute to take care of yourself. It's okay to ask someone, you know, ask your husband to hang out with the kids for an hour so you can go have your workout or whatever it is that you need to do like it's not bad like somewhere along the line we got this feeling that like taking care of ourselves is bad and it's selfish because as moms we're supposed to take care of everyone else and I think that that's just so wrong it's such bullshit in so many ways because we have to take care of ourselves if we're going to juggle all these plates like we have to fill our plate with care and rest and water and good food and exercise and meditating and prayer and girl time and like time alone, sleep. Like we have to do all those things for ourselves because we would want our kids to do that for themselves, right? Like, would you tell your kid, don't take care of yourself, go take care of everyone else? No, you wouldn't. You would want them to take care of themselves and put their needs first, you know, within reason. And you would want that for them. So why is that any different for you, right? It's what you would tell a good friend to do. It's what you would tell your mom to do. Like the love that you give to everyone else, you have to give to yourself. And I know it's hard to juggle and balance. So my number one tip that you could take away from that is, is one, just remind yourself that it's not selfish. You got to be like, you got to put your, your needs first sometimes. It's not a huge deal to take 30 minutes to yourself a day. Second, have a routine. Make sure that you're looking at your day and like really owning your journey. If this is related to like health and fitness, which I'm assuming it is. You have, to, you have to schedule that time in, just like you schedule in your kids' naps, just like you schedule in soccer practice, just like you schedule in dinner. Self-care needs to go on the freaking calendar, okay? Your, let, me, let me just say that again. That was good. Your self-care needs to go on the calendar. You need to schedule that appointment with yourself. 
and show up because you're showing up for everything else and eventually you'll burn out and you'll snap on your kids and you'll be impatient with your husband and you'll slack at work. You know, everything else starts to slip when you are not at your best. And that all starts with self-care. So again, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back to it. It is really, really great. And I go in depth about why that's important just to kind of give you some reminders. Okay. Next question. This is really good. So what is your biggest piece of advice for someone wanting to lose weight or start on their health and fitness journey? So number one, before I get into this, I am really huge on not focusing on the weight loss. I like to use progress, like physical progress as information and track it for informational purposes, especially for someone like myself who's lost a hundred pounds and was physically unhealthy because of her weight. I needed that information, but it is not the end all be all of my progress. So listen closely. I really, really think it's important that when you are on a health and fitness journey, whether you're losing weight or wanting to get stronger, build endurance or whatever it is, if you just want to take time for yourself, get healthy, you have to focus on the day in front of you. You know, it's always that, it's like that analogy where you're standing at this giant staircase, you're at the bottom. I want you to picture like a gigantic staircase, like big, and it goes for miles and you're standing at the very bottom and you can either look up at the entire staircase to the very, very top as far as you can see and go, oh my gosh, that is a lot. Like that is going to take me forever. I'm going to get so tired. How long is it going to take me to get to the top of that staircase? That is going to be so much work, you know, like picture thinking that or you can look down, put your, your little blinders on, look down at that very first step in front of you and, and step on it. And then the next day, you look at the next step up from that and you step on it. And the next day, you look at the next step up from that and you step on it. My point is, there's so much, we put so much pressure on ourselves and there's so much anxiety and doubt and fear and lack of like drive around weight loss because we look at it as this big giant thing. Like I need to lose 50 pounds. You know, we look at all the changes we need to make and we're like, well, we just get stressed out. And like, it's hard to stay focused if we're not losing, you know, if we're not unrealistically wanting to lose five to 10 pounds a week, which is like I said, unrealistic, it can be so easy to quit. And I just really want to encourage you if you're just getting started to focus on the daily wins, focus on the day in front of you one glass of water at a time, one workout at a time, one meal at a time, and don't look any farther than that because it it is a long journey. I'm not going to lie to you. Like it took me um, a year and a half to lose my first 60 pounds and it took me two and a half years, three years to lose a hundred. That's slow and steady progress and that's weight I've been able to keep off because I'm now so solid in my routine. I know what works for me. I have a plan. I have support, right? Like I have all the things. And so I just want to encourage you to not focus on that big giant picture, not look at the scale and make that equal your worth or how good you're feeling about your journey or how successful you feel like you are at whatever your venture is. Like just know that if you focus on the day in front of you, you can't lose. Like just tackle the one day. And the next day, tackle it again. And then at the end of each week, 
regroup, look at how you did, take a look at your nutrition. Do you need new recipes? Are you not eating well? Take a look at your workouts. Do you need an accountability buddy to schedule in that workout? Have you missed workouts? You know, was your mindset crappy? Do you need a new personal development book? Do you need to listen to a new podcast? Like each week you can look back and kind of, you know, get that information that I was talking about, like weighing in and stuff like that. If that's important to you, if you have a healthy relationship with the scale. But I think that, like I said, it's so easy to get caught up in the big picture and we overwhelm ourselves and we don't even really get started or we say we're, we're getting started, but we get frustrated and throw our hands in the air when we're not 10 pounds down in the first week or two, or we hit a plateau or whatever, when really we could be focusing on those daily wins. We could be focusing on getting a workout in five days in a row. We could focus in on choosing a healthy meal at the restaurant instead of getting the fried foods. We could focus in on our water intake being up. We could focus in on clearer skin or more energy and like really just celebrating all of those little wins. That's what makes you fall in love with this lifestyle and that's what makes you never want to give it up because you're focused on how you feel and how you look is just icing on the cake. But when you can really start to focus and pay attention to how you're feeling, that is where the magic happens. So that would be my biggest piece of advice. So next one is, what are your top motivation tips for staying on track? I really like this question. One, because it's different for everybody, because we're all motivated by different things. But I think what's really key here is finding what motivates you and really dialing in on that. You know, for me, it's like feeling good and taking care of myself and that energy and that like mental clarity and focus and just like happiness that I create from taking care of myself, like that motivates me. And I think that that doesn't motivate everyone else, right? But that also comes with sticking with it long enough to get to that point where you're feeling those things. In the beginning, it was um, my weekly check-in, my weekly pictures and my weekly weigh-in and stuff because I was really focused in on losing weight. And I'm not really at that point anymore. So another thing that I really talk about in my boot camps regarding motivation, and not everybody likes to hear this, but I think discipline is a really, really big deal. You know, you're not always going to have motivation. In fact, a lot of days I don't have motivation. I kind of have it or I try to create it, but it's not like I jump out of bed every morning and I'm like, I'm going to go crush this day. I'm the best. I'm so good. Like, it's not like that, you know, and we have to kind of buckle down and do the things even when it's hard. And I know that doesn't sound like sexy or like an awesome answer, but it's true. And it's in doing those things, it's in showing up when it's hard that we really take our power back and we show ourselves what we're made of. And that's really motivating for me. Like, I don't know if everyone can relate to that, but for me, I love feeling like I am showing up for myself and doing what I said I'd do, even when it's hard, you know, because then you can, you can really say like, I'm a freaking fighter. Like I'm going to fight through this. Another thing that's really huge for me is always having a why, having something that keeps you going, whether it's a goal, you know, for a while I had like this really hot swimsuit that I wanted to buy for one summer and I plastered it on my vision board. You know, it could be something as simple as that. It could be your health or your mental health for yourself or for your family. It could be showing your family like, you know, what healthy living is like and why it's so important and creating those habits and that, that energy in your home and within your family unit. Having a why connected to what you're doing is really, really huge. And write them down. Put sticky notes all over your house. Remind yourself why you committed to what you're doing in the first place and let that motivate you, you know? And like I said, not every day it's going to work. They're going to have off days. But I think that when we can continue to show up, if we can, if it's not a super, super off day, 
Like know when you need rest and breaks. But if you can continue to show up and kind of push through those bullshit excuses that we create for ourselves when we're giving ourselves a ton of slack or we're acting like there's all these outside things that are keeping us from doing what we want to do, um, the more, more likely we are to be successful in our journey. Next question is, what made you want to become a coach? What did you do before and when did you make the switch? So I'm going to try and not make this long-winded because this story is long. But in a nutshell, when I first started on my journey with health and fitness, I had just gotten married. We had gotten our wedding pictures back and it was the first time that I really had to take a look at where I was in my life, how I was treating my body and how truly unhappy I was. I had kind of had to like smack myself out of that denial. And if you've ever been in denial about your health, um, you know what I'm talking about. And so that was kind of what did it for me. And that was when I signed up for my first online boot camp. And when I signed up, I signed up for my own personal accountability. I had tried so many other things. I had tried the gym. I had tried pills and wraps and shakes and all the things like counting calories and doing all this crazy stuff. And I just wasn't finding any success with it. And so when I did this first challenge, I, in my first three weeks, I had lost 10 pounds it was a three-week workout program, 30 minutes a day. I would do them at home when I got home from work, put my toddler in front of the TV and do my workout. No shame. I was committed as fuck uh, to my goals. And I was like do, willing to do whatever to get it done, you know, within reason. But so that was how it all started. I lost 10 pounds and I fell on top of the freaking world. Okay. Like it was only 10 pounds, but I was so proud of myself. I felt so good. I felt so confident and I knew I had so much more work to do, but I was just so focused in on that first win and how good I was feeling and how awesome the community was. There were other women I could connect with that were on the same journey as me, other busy mamas that were focusing on their health and all of that. And I was just freaking motivated and inspired. So I started up my blog, Healthy Life, Happy Wife, just to kind of share my accountability, you know, put that accountability to the next level and put it out there for social media. And from there, it just all kind of happened naturally. I would share my stuff and women were, I, what I realized shortly after that is that a lot of women really needed it too. They needed that at-home workout solution. They really needed help with healthy eating for a family and all that. And what they really needed out of everything, like the, the number one thing that I found that set all of this apart was that they needed community. They needed women to talk to. They needed someone to lean on when they were having a hard day. They needed someone to celebrate their wins with. They needed community. And that was what I was doing. And so I started sharing it on a bigger level. And that was when my second month is when I started helping other women. I think I had five girls in my first boot camp that I co-hosted with my coach. And... I, from there, I was hooked. Three of the girls got really awesome results. They sent me those first messages of like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for you know bringing this into my life. I'm so grateful. Like I feel so good. I'm five pounds down. I'm just, I love taking care of myself. I have so much energy, like all the things. And with those messages, I was, I was freaking hooked. So I went on like this for probably a year, a year and a half where I was just kind of doing it for fun on the side. It was a really fun hobby. It was keeping me accountable. I still had goals and I wanted to reach them. And these these boot camps were doing it for me, obviously. So that was how that all kind of started. And then after my first 60 or 70 pounds, we got pregnant with Georgia. And at the time I was working for the school district and I, my husband and I sat down to look at our budget because we were going to have to put, you know, Dean was in daycare full time. We were going to have to put a newborn in daycare and we looked at our budget and it was literally like I was going to break even. So I was working full time 
And I was going to literally, I think, make $100 or $200, bring home $100 or $200, and then the rest was going to go to daycare. And I remember looking at my husband, and some, this, like, wave of, like, clarity came over me. And I was like, I'm, I know what we're going to do because we were so stressed, right? Like, how are we going to make this work? And I was like, I'm going to take this, like, fun hobby that I'm doing, and I'm going to treat it like the business that it is. You know, I saw my upline, saw my mentor working her ass off while working full time, bringing home, you know, six figures, building this incredible business. And I was like, I need, if she can do it, I can do it, you know? And that was when things shifted for me. And so I got to work and I started working it before work and after work and at nap time and on my lunch breaks and like just really diving all in, taking it to the next level. And then I didn't go back after my maternity leave. So I quit my job when I was done with my maternity leave. And that was how that all kind of happened. And that was over two years ago, which is so crazy to think about. And it was honestly the best thing I ever did, not only just to be present with my kids, but to be able to give myself something for me while being at home. Like I definitely couldn't just be home. I would go crazy. I need to use my brain. I'm a very creative person. I'm analytical. Like I need to use my brain. And so this gives me the best of both worlds, which is really, really awesome. Um, and it continues to help other women and it continues to help me help myself. You know, I'm still on my journey. I'm still showing up and it's 110% because of this job. Okay. Last question I'm going to do for you guys today, cause I got to go get my little one up and then we have Dean's first grade orientation. I'm so excited to meet his teacher and stuff. So I'm going to wrap this up, but the final question is what are your favorite personal development books and podcasts, et cetera, for staying motivated and inspired? So I love this question. I actually should have brought this up in the question earlier about motivation, but I am a PD junkie. So I literally consume so much positive, inspiring, motivating content. I consume it more than I consume music and TV. And I know that sounds crazy, but if you are somebody that is struggling with your mindset and not really sure where to turn, turn to personal development because there are people out there that have been through what you're going through and have made it out to the other side and they have shit to share that will inspire you. Um, So some things that come to mind is Lori Harder, Earn Your Happy, The Angie Lee Show, Life School, I always mess this up, Life Coach School Podcast. It's not for someone that wants to be a life coach. It's literally a life coach that made a podcast. She's so good. It's Brooke, I'm blanking on her last name. Just search it in Apple Podcasts and you will find it. Um... Lewis Howes has a really, really good one. Who else? So those are those are like my top podcasts. Melissa Ambrosini show is really good. These are all really inspiring women that I love to listen to. Um, so those are some really good podcasts. Some books that I love that have totally changed my life. Failing Forward, Mastering Your Mean Girl by Melissa Ambrosini, Open Wide by Melissa Ambrosini, um, Light is the New Black and Rise, Sister Rise by Rebecca Campbell. The Compound Effect, oh, Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins, and Eat That Frog by Tracy, I can't remember his last name. That Those are both really, really good. Um, it just kind of depends on what you're struggling with. I always try to search based on what I'm struggling with. Some of those are business related. Some of those are just basic life inspiring. You guys all know the queen, Rachel Hollis. We heard her speak at our annual conference, and it was life giving. It was so good. Um, so she has a podcast called rise. Her and her hubby have a podcast called rise together. And then she has girl, wash your face and girl stop apologizing, which are both really, really good. And another thing I suggest is just filling your feed with people that inspire you. People that not only show you that they're fit, but talk about their journey and talk about how they get through it. I find that, you know, finding 
accounts that are authentic and real and talk about their failure and how they overcame, like those are the types of accounts that I want to fill my feed with, not just like celebrities and like, you know, all that stuff. Like I want people where I go onto my feed, I'm inspired and my, I'm lit up, you know, like I, that's what I want from when I'm scrolling social media. So those are my top tips. If you want any of those recommendations, I'm happy to send them to you in a list. Just shoot me a message on social media at Lauren Hager on Instagram or healthy life, happy wife on Facebook. And I will get those over to you. Thank you so much for joining another episode of the Her Revival podcast. I am so grateful for every single one of you that takes the time to tune in. I am always down to answer your questions. So make sure you, again, message me and ask over on my social media. If you heard something on here that you loved and you feel like called to share it, please do so and tag me in your stories or whatever. I love seeing this getting out to other women that need to hear it, share it with a friend or a colleague or whatever. I hope you guys have an awesome day and I will see you next time.